We need to talk. 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 Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. It is officially 2021, everyone. Happy New Year, wherever you are in the world. So on this podcast, I bring on a queer Baltimore icon to just, you know, talk about themselves and most importantly, talk some shit. So our lovely guest today is one of my good Judies. She is a Baltimore drag icon. She is one of the only drag queens that is as tall as I am. She is the Ebony Enchantress. Please welcome to the podcast, Miss Shonda Lear. And I'm still muted. I'm still muted. Lord have mercy. Okay, I should be good now. I'm here now, right? Yes. Okay, don't don't go calling me Ebony Enchantress anymore, though. I think Simone just claimed that on Drag Race, so I don't want to get any copyright infringement. I ain't got that much money. Oh, you know they will, though. And that's the thing, they will. (laughs) They will come after my ass, and I'm not ready for it. Mm Mm-mm. Nope. (laughs) But thank you for that lovely intro. Of course. So how are we doing in this moment, in this moment right now? How are we feeling doing? Um, I'm good. I'm very hungry right now, but I have my water with me. Um, so I'm I'm gonna stay part well not I'm not gonna stay parched. I'm always Mm. thirsty, so that's a whole different story. But um but no, I'm just I'm good. I'm I'm doing all right. Life is steady. You know, I don't necessarily need a thrill a minute, so I'm good for steady. So I'm all right. Yeah, I feel I I relate to that a lot. I feel like definitely for me at least, um, you know, this pandemic and quarantine has definitely made me, you know, normalize just being in the house, normalize, you know, relaxing. I mean, obviously, everyone likes to relax, but you know, really enjoying relaxing and not doing anything because. I mean, especially, I guess, for both of us, like, before the pandemic, we were go, 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 go. Right. Gig, another gig, club. So, yeah. Gig, another gig, club. Very Very baby gaga. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I, at this moment, I am the same with you. I am content. I am enjoying my life. I am drinking my water, staying hydrated. Good, good. And also, just for everybody listening, I don't want to make sure, you know, I don't want to ignore you. I know I can't see you or hear you right now, but hey, all you cool cats and kittens just wanted to say hi. Thanks for listening to We Need to Talk with Pariah Sinclair. We're going to have a great time today. We're going to enjoy ourselves. And I think that you're going to enjoy listening to us. There you go. That's that's my intro. (laughs) Also copyrighted. So I'm just I'm just asking for trouble today. So I'm assuming you watched Tiger King. I did watch Tiger King. That was that was one of the early because that came out like right before the pandemic, like really, really hit in. Yeah. Oh my gosh that that was a whole level of fuckery. I was not ready for. I but was. I I loved it because it was a very like honest depiction. Like it was, yeah, it was. I thought it was it was crazy, but it was great. It was. I, yeah. The scary thing is that was an honest depiction. That's the scary thing about yeah. it is that that is that is a story that happened. And Dale Homeboy's trying to get a presidential pardon. Like I what is this world? What I is twenty twenty? What is it? We got like so, what is the inauguration? The inauguration Theoretically is, January twentieth. So we have seventeen. It's <laughs> also my dad's birthday. Oh my god, happy birthday. Yeah, sometimes it's great every four years and sometimes <laughs> it's not. Hello. 
But um, freaking Trump, he. I want to. I need. I need like a statistic on like comparing his pardons to other presents because I. I think he just thinks it's a get out of jail free card, like a monopoly. I'm and not even gonna try to theorize on that. I have no clue. And and he just is giving everyone a get out of jail free card because, like, well, everyone that's helped him is getting get out exactly. Of jail free card. Exactly. <laughs> Lord. Like, Although I will say one thing that was kind of cool. Um, I wanted to take my dad to Obama's first inauguration. Um, uh, although he wasn't like health wise, it wasn't really possible just because of walking issues. Mm-hmm. And thank God he didn't go because as amazing as that day was, um, just getting around D.C. was just the devil that day. But still worth it. I have a lot of memories from that. I'll always remember. I bet. Yeah. Like, so was that the first one or the second one? That was the first one when like 8 million people were there. (laughs) I got on the metro at 4 in the morning to get down there early. Mm -hmm. I don't think I got home until like 6 at night because obviously the – inauguration didn't last that long but it took me about a good three four hours to get home and i had to pee the whole time so i was like either trying to find a restroom or trying <laughs> to go to crew club or something somewhere somewhere on somebody like it was just <laughs> a problem and i could find nothing until i got home so it was a struggle i'm pretty sure i had like stomach cramps like the next ah. two days because of that worth it <laughs> <laughs> well all the only thing i got from that was r.i.p crew club <laughs> they they are not there anymore no they are not i actually never got a chance to go i i've been a couple times it really depends what day you go and what time you go y'all okay so i know a lot of anybody who knows me out there knows that i'm usually thirsty as fuck by the way the <laughs> pandemic has calmed me down quite a good bit but i am actually not as much of a hoe as i thought i was because <laughs> i will listen to some conversations from y'all and <laughs> i played a game of never have i ever recently like the little card game i don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen it um shout out y'all can endorse me because i need some money for all this suing i'm gonna get soon um <laughs> But it was a lot of fun, except there was this one card that was like, take every card in your hand that's true and add it to your own personal deck. And Homeboy took like half his deck. I was like, <laughs> what have you not done? And not all of them were sex, but all of the ones he picked out were. I was like, damn, okay. I gotta... <laughs> Getting old. I got up my game before it's too late. Girl, you know the gays. Like, girl, anything that walks. Mm, most of the time some not all <laughs> not all there are some very chaste very very um what's the word they don't they don't sleep around a lot not virgin not virgin but asexual like, not asexual i mean that's a whole different situation yeah, yeah, yeah. but like uh uh prude i don't want to say prude that's such a that's such a <laughs> negative word though like it, you don't have to go out and sleep with everybody just because you're gay or bi yeah, of or course. you know whatever like you, you, yeah. you can do you you know if you want that lovely long-term committed relationship where you are just with one person there is nothing wrong with that i hate this whole concept because it's it's like everybody on each side feels differently if you're on the monogamous side you're like oh everybody just wants to sleep around with everybody and if you're Mm -hmm. on the polyamorous side you're just like oh you know monogamy is you know the thing that everybody and they always judge us and blah 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 which in some cases is true but i'm like y'all just do you whatever (laughs) you want to do do you because at the end of the day that's all you can do don't worry about what everybody else is doing get your own weight up exactly (laughs) exactly yeah i totally agree um so miss shonda so a very um prolific reality show came on a couple days ago miss rupaul's (laughs) no miss rupaul's drag race season 13 what's that i know i don't know what that is i don't know what drag queen is 
Uh, <laughs> you said something about queer earlier. Is this one of those gay shows? Yes, this is a very gay queer podcast where we talk about gay shit like we talk oh. about <laughs> Oh, I think my agent screwed me up, but that's okay. I'll talk to him later. So what are your thoughts, feelings, um, um, conjectures on the first episode of season 13? I hate drag race fans who <laughs> no 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 there, i hate drag race fans who don't know drag or who have mm-hmm. never been in drag or have never been to a live drag show i'm already seeing the discourse online and i'm like oh my gosh i have to deal with another few months of this and <laughs> here's the thing all right okay let me start with simone mm-hmm. um now first of all i'm i am a subscriber to the the saying that all drag is valid but not all drag is good yeah. And that's okay. I mean, look, drag is about self self-expression. You express yourself how you want to do so. And in that term of the art form, I can't sit here and judge anybody because what you do is what you do for you. Um, when it comes to Simone and girls like her, you know, there is that that typical model aesthetic that we used to see all the time in magazines. It's kind of starting to change a little bit now because of societal stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, the the very thin, the very, you know, not no real, you know, titties or ass you know so to speak Mm -hmm. of and you know no curves that is what the fashion industry really kind of was for a very Mm -hmm. long time it's only starting to change kind of relatively recently so Mm -hmm. you have girls like um you know simone who use that kind of aesthetic and they don't wear a body um now there's a debate about whether you wear body or not um or was some girls like to some girls don't some girls think it's mandatory some girls think it's not you know that whole thing now for me personally i will say i like some body i i like a good body i i Mm. i I like drag i like the eccentric i like the eccentric side of it all it's beautiful Mm. if you can look like a woman but you know and just be that that directly impersonating of a female like for example baby Baby is somebody who, you know, another Baltimore queer icon who does not wear a body when she performs. However, um, I think that she does a great job of giving herself a a featured body because she does cinch. Yeah, um, definitely. She can paint like nobody's damn business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like she's an example of somebody who, you know, I think pulls it off with the aesthetic. Now, going back to the example of Simone. Does she not pull it off? Is that what we're getting at? So... I, I tried to look, take some time to look up the girls online yeah. before I went into the season because I didn't really know any of them except for Candy Muse, who we'll talk about in a minute. I love her. This is a Candy Muse stan account. Um, I don't care what anyone says. She's going to make good TV. Um, she will make good TV. I'll give you that. Period. Point I'll give blank. You that one. And I personally, I love a stunt. I love a, I love a prop. So that boombox. That was cute. That was Girl, cute. That was perfection. I, I love it. And yeah, that's all I have to say. This is a Candy Muse stand account. Go on. Okay. Well, at risk of um, getting this episode shut down early, I'm going to go back. I'm going to her in a second. Mm-hmm. But Simone, now mind you, let me tell you, let me say this. Simone's complexion is, in, it, it's insane. She needs to get down on her knees every morning and thank God for that complexion because yeah, that gorgeous. bitch Gor- is gorgeous. 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 Um, I'm not necessarily, I mind you, this comes from somebody who does not have the best makeup skills in the world. Mm-hmm. I was not necessarily thrilled with her makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the hair in the beginning, like there's a lot of shake and go stuff going on. I'm like, look, 
I I love the idea, and this is actually like early on Drag Race. You kind of had the idea that you know your local girl could really make that show. Yeah, th- th- that's and, what it really was in the beginning. It, it right. Really, it really because a lot of the girls in the beginning, like they were doing drag for a, some, not all of them, but some of them were doing drag for a few months. Like Tatiana, right. Tatiana was p- literally performed a couple of times for Drag Race. Right. Um, and we kind of got into this whole mindset of you have to be doing this for years and have to be completely, yeah. you know, glammed up to be able to do this. I think Raja changed that. <laughs> when Raja won, mm, there of. was there was that, like, m- more, like, um, need to, like, be, um, kind of, not perfection, but, like, be in the game for a, a minute. Yeah. And we got used to seeing that walk through the workroom. And I think, like, Mayhem Miller, last, was the last All-Star season, got a lot of flack for wearing that one costume that, like, every drag queen has. And As I'm she like, should. As oh, she should. Exactly. As exactly. she should. And I love me some Mayhem. I loved her before Drag Race. And I was yeah. Like, no, I, I, same. I, yeah. I felt like it was a purposeful statement when she did that. Um, oh, definitely. She, yeah. Like, if you do that, like, you know what you're doing because yeah. she's not dumb. She is very, she's not stupid and she's smart and she's aware of what's happening within drag, fashion, whatever. Right. So you knew exactly what you were doing when you put those stones on that fucking Amazon bodysuit that I used to have. So I still have. Girl. <laughs> and so, like, with Simone, um, <sighs> so it just, nothing about it was flattering. <laughs> uh nothing about it was flattering like it, it I, I i i get the aesthetic you know they don't necessarily have to have the body yada yada necessarily but she has nice legs but the, the dress was just it didn't fit her well and mind you the concept of the dress was great i mean it wasn't obviously. gonna it wasn't gonna fit anyone it was pictures like it, you know yeah. it, it was like a non-conventional material so it, it's not like it was like but it was picture it was polaroid pictures but the reference was ah, who was that model there was so, another yeah there was somebody who, i remember it was a reference to something it was the, mo- the model uh this is <laughs> it's not the first time that look has ever been done um, this is the straightest reference that I'll give. She's married to Tom Brady. I forgot her name. Giselle Bunchen. Giselle Bunchen. There we go. She's I'm a sporty to- gay. So <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was that reference. I personally liked it um, because she like because th- there's a difference between like being like skinny and then being fucking tiny. She's fucking tiny. She is, and that helps you pull stuff like that off. It too. does. So because it's like. Because it helps when you're skinny and tiny. So it's like, for me, I cannot pull that shit. I mean, I could not pull that shit off because I'm six foot four. So it's just, yeah, you have, to, you have to have a very small frame to pull that type of drag off. I like the idea. didn't like the execution. That's yeah, no. pretty much what it comes and, down to me. And that was a lot of the um, the well, uh, entrance looks. Yeah. I would, and I the, a lot of the entrance looks were underwhelming. And I will say this, too. Um, with her... I, I'm gonna give her more time. I'm not gonna write her off right away. Like I said, she was one of ones before I looked up everything. Like I actually kind of was into it. I didn't like some of the non-body stuff. Like it, her aesthetic wasn't necessarily pleasing to me. But I think that if she can take some critique, learn a little bit, um, I like her. Yeah, she deserved to win her lip sync. Um, Go into that. So I'll okay. keep it. I'm gonna keep it really, really short about the because you are a very big Janet Jackson fan. I am. So I. I want to say through one sentence. Okay. T- tell me how you felt about that lip sync between her and Tamisha. Tamisha knew it, but Simone 
gave it. I agree. And it it hurts me to say that because I, I, you know, everything with Tamisha's story is so inspiring and so amazing. And I've, I knew about Tamisha Amon before Drag Race and Mm -hmm. I didn't know because I hadn't followed her in a bit. I didn't know that she had went through cancer. Mm-hmm. And the Tamisha we saw on that stage is not the Tamisha that I remember. Mm-hmm. Like, and so that's, that's going to probably be her narrative. And I hope that she can kind of find ways to overcome that because she's a phenomenal entertainer and oh, obviously, great. you know, a fun personality, I think. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that she's getting her spotlight right now, but Simone, just the way she, she delivered it, she, she, in the, in the she body. It, it yeah. hurts to say it. It hurts me to say it, but she deserved the win. Yeah. The body, the embodiment of the song, like the, the way she like the, the facial expressions. Yes. Was great. Her um, little mannerisms were fun. Her mannerisms. Like yes. So I want to end this discussion on your drag race. Um, first episode by talking about trying not to get me canceled on candy muse i love it save me no it's not even that well i don't we're not going to talk about her because she is i'm standing her um i want to talk about my favorite lip sync very quickly which please tell me people didn't love but i thought it was the most entertaining thing i've seen please do me a favor don't say the wrong thing the rumors lip sync that was probably the most entertaining who did rumors it was utica and got mick Okay, that wasn't my favorite one, but let me say something. That was, so, was that was great. When I was looking stuff up, right, uh-huh. I didn't know what the hell to think about Utica. I was like, what is going on? What is this? But you know what? It, and it's funny. I have to give Onyx the Pearl credit for this. For those mm-hmm. who don't know Onyx the Pearl, another fabulous entertainer, um, my roommate. She said that Utica Queen looked like if Evie oddly fucked Pariah Sinclair <gasps> and had a baby. And I was like, you know what? You ain't wrong. <laughs> uh, That's very true. And she and Utica has Evie's nose. So but, but I I fucking love Utica Queen. I think she's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she deserved to win that lip sync. At that point, I, I had, wouldn't go that far. She, I think girl, she, deserved... she, she was that, that lip sync. Was a mess. That I mean, it was. It great, was a mess. But it was. So this girl did. You just did the bunny hop. I, I loved it though. It was so. It was so quirky and so fun. I loved it. I loved then, it. Gottmik was just stiff for me. And then she did the um the Running Man, which was the the craziest Running Man I've seen in a long while. I loved it. Did it, did, neither one of them really fit the song. Now, mind you, Rumors is actually a deceptively hard song to perform. Oh, definitely, because there's a lot of words in that song. There's a lot of words in that song. It's very fast. It's a um, lot of words. It's but it's an odd beat to yeah. dance to also, which I think kind of made me like Utica more with it. Yeah, but no, that that, that lipstick was so this. What? Yeah, but got Mick. She won because she controlled herself. I, I guess, think, and that yeah. does make sense. But I, I just loved Utica Queen's like insanity. I, I'm here for that. That is that is the right word. And what insanity? What I will say is, it's really hard not to root for Got Mick as the first trans entertainer on the show. Like you kind of mm. really want to see her do well, and and I'm going to say her and referring to her just because with any drag queen i refer to her in the feminine unless i'm directed otherwise so Mm. you know just putting that out there because i know that's probably going to be a discussion point at some point down the road in the season and you know however she says to define her i'll go with that you know it's just kind of a default for me to say she and drag Um, yeah same yeah but i mean because yeah like because they are portraying a a woman because she said 
I'm a, I'm a woman that was a guy. Right. <laughs> a woman that's a guy that dresses up as a woman for money. That was a uh, great segment because it was kind of like acknowledging that like this is going to fuck with people's heads. And it was almost like she had like a little twinkle in her eyes. Like, I love that this is going to fuck with people's heads. Oh, no, it was great. And that was definitely, I will say like trying to, to describe your drag is hard. Like, yeah. Espe- especially in the soundbite. So that was a perfect soundbite to put on TV. She go, she'll, put, she'll put that shit on a shirt. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And you- for the re- Go ahead. Which, speaking of putting shit on a shirt, Uh-oh. I already saw a shirt of um, Tamisha Amon um, where it said, the, the lady said, go home. <laughs> that shit is already on a shirt. That was phenomenal. I laughed my ass off at that. I, I love me some Tamisha. Like, I like her personality. I hope she does stick around for a minute. And actually, I had missed the line where she was like, they were talking about they have to vote one of the girls out uh-huh. or whatever. She was like, I'm the only black girl here. Please don't kick me out. How about, <laughs> like, girl. Use that card, bitch. <laughs> Not even lie to you. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm excited for Tamisha. I think she will definitely um, give really good TV. And honestly, I'll leave it at this. I think the whoever, I mean, the producers, whoever casted this season mm-hmm. did a really, really, really good job. They picked a lot of really strong personalities. Yes, they um, did do that. And especially because I feel like when it comes to like picking girls from New York, that's probably really tough. They definitely picked a really good, strong four. So they picked like Brise and Tina, who are like the face of New York right now. Right. And and then you have Candy, who is like a meme in herself in like drag yes, race. Yes, she is a walking meme. Drag race royalty. Um, and then you have um, Olivia, who is new. So right. you, you throw her in there to kind of fuck with the other three because they're like, how the fuck is this, you know? Speaking Who, of Olivia, favorite uh, look, intro same. look. Yeah, well, I want to end it on that. She had the favorite intro look for me as well. And also my favorite lip sync between her and Rosé. That was my definitely, favorite one of the night. Definitely. Because uh, that's the thing. Like, okay, she may have been doing it for less than two years, mm-hmm. but you can't take away talent. You can't take away mus- musicality. Yeah. Because um, that's the thing, like, that she had musicality. She was uh, in that lip sync. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I don't want to let anybody tell me that Olivia did not remind them of Chi-Chi Devane. Like, he the, yeah, favored her a lot. I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> uh, although I do think Rosé won that listing, but it was so close. Like, I, I'm not upset Olivia won it, but it was very close for me. Oh, I think they were going to make Rosé lose regardless. Just to Something's going on with those picks. Like, I, I, it's yeah. something more than just something's going oh, it's on. It's producing. It's producing. Cause, it's like, going to be interesting. I mean, because I think Olivia did win, but they, like, they did that. I mean, they, they paired up. I would say the, the pairings were not random. They was very, no. yeah. They, they paired them up specifically because they wanted, because they knew that Rosé and Olivia were, like, Rosé hosted that competition that Olivia was in. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was very, like, the producers know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. But, so that's on that. So, I don't know if I can zoom on my camera. It would be nice <laughs> if I could, because I look so far away. We're on we're on Zoom, y'all. Yes, technology. Bet you wish you bought stock in that <laughs> motherfucker before this year started. That part. Um, <laughs> being a stock, buy stock and twisted tea, y'all. That's my new right. Who had that on the 2020 bingo card? That yeah. slid right on and, in there at the end. And we're not going to get into that, but just Google twisted tea, and you'll know. I'll get into it. Hit my DMs <laughs> with all the memes, bitch. <laughs> that shit was everything. So I don't advocate violence, but that <laughs> shit was everything. That motherfucker was asking for it. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> so moving on. So Miss Shonda, I want to yeah. talk about you. Um, okay. So not my favorite topic, but we'll work <laughs> on that. <laughs> no, that should be your favorite topic, y'all. You should Hello. Talk so how would you describe Shonda Lear, your persona, in a few words? Um 
love, energy, passion, dance. I, I think that those are my few words there. Like everything that I do, I kind of, I, I look to do it with love. I look to do it with passion because I, I want to feel whatever it is that I'm doing. If I'm going to be taking all this time and energy to get ready to go on a stage, I don't want to just do something randomly. I want to be passionate about it. I want to give into it. I want to give all of my energy. Like when I get done a show, I am exhausted. I am spent mentally, physically, emotionally, like I give everything that I can, not just on stage, but off when I'm talking to people before or after a show, like everything goes into it. I look at Shonda as, you know, not just an entertainer, but also a personality. And I think that that's kind of a lost art with drag is that, you know, we are figures in the community. We are personalities. People, you know, want to get to know us. People want to get close to us. And for me, my drag is all about that energy. It's all about, you know, putting that passion into it. And I say dance at the end because I do love to move. I will you, move. You I'm definitely not the, do. I'm not the best dancer in the world. I will never claim that. But when I'm on stage, I believe I'm the hottest shit that you will <laughs> ever see in your life. And that's the only time I really, it, uh, you want to believe it all the time. But if I really ever need to believe it, it's in that moment. Because if I believe it, then you will believe it. Hold on. Um, or at least Period. have a chance to believe it. Period. So I I just, I, I love putting everything i have into it that's why i'm doing like multiple shows a day Ooh, that's rough but you know you girl, just take that whole energy in and hope you have pre-rona times yeah right? pre-rona girl like brunch gig night gig brunch gig girl yes. yeah it gets a little crazy though sometimes because i am so i, I try to be so personable and i try to be so affable mm-hmm. that people i think sometimes feel closer to me mm-hmm. than they actually are and mm-hmm. navigating that can be very interesting for me because i never want to let anybody down or kind of make them feel less than yeah but you know at the end of the day i'm very much so open to listening to anyone like i i always say that i hold so many secrets around the dmv that it's crazy but oh, totally I but you, yeah but at the same time you know, you want to build up that level of trust. And some people do become close friends. I've made a ton of close friends through drag. Uh, but it's an interesting, interesting uh, field to navigate sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, I think drag entertainers in general, I think that's probably a similar feeling of people feeling closer to us than we are to them. Cause yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people, they, they kind of idolize drag performers and they definitely, cause I, I, it happens all the time where like I'll be out and people will just come up to me and then all of a sudden they're telling me that their life story. You forget that you forget yeah. sometimes, especially the longer that you go, how people really look at drag and how mm. inspiring it is to them because we are really putting ourselves out there and people on a day-to-day basis don't do that, but they see us and they're like, oh my gosh, if they can do this, you know, I can do this. And then that, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, putting up a makeup and, you know, gaudy outfits and high heels, but it means, you know, going into their workplace with their head held high and talking to the people that they're in relationships with and standing up for themselves and being confident enough to say hey i deserve better or i'm a star and i can do this and you forget that as you're doing it until you have those people that come up to you and you have those stories kids are the epitome of that (laughs) you know like when little kids especially like at pride you're like oh my gosh like this kid has actually seen this and thinking that they can grow up to be whatever the fuck they want to be and that's that's amazing and it's very humbling when those moments happen too so 
Oh, we got unlimited minutes? Yes. Oh, we just got the pop up, y'all. We good. <laughs> <laughs> Pariah got money, y'all. No, she doesn't send her. No, send her this money. Is, that part. Send me money. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not paying for Zoom. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at Pariah Sinclair on Venmo, y'all. And cash up with the dollar sign. And cash up with the dollar sign. <laughs> I didn't know if that was actually, I just threw it out there. Oh, me. it is. I'm branded, honey. Work. So, Fund this bitch. <laughs> Hello. So, Miss Shonda, how, how, how did you get your start in drag? When was Shonda born? Okay, so I'm going to give some information here that I don't think a lot of people know um, in regards to uh, my, my drag establishment, I guess. Um, so I went to college at UMBC and go retrievers, yay. Um, and I was going to, there's a group on campus there. I don't think it's called this anymore, but it was the um, Freedom Alliance. And mm-hmm. the one of the RAs, when I was first living on campus, suggested that I go check it out um, because I told them, you know, my sexuality or whatever. And they were like, I was like, okay, sure, why not? I had been in like different groups before, so I went to I went there, and I actually had went first went the first group I was ever a part of. I went to the GLCCB, mm-hmm. um, and then I got too old for that group, and then um, you know I went to the group on campus, and I liked it. You know, the, the people were really cool, and they I was at a dance party that they had, and um, they were seeing me do my thing and they were like, you should do the drag show. I was like, you should stop doing drugs. And mm. <laughs> like, I had never thought about drag at all. Like the first experience I had with the drag queen is actually hilarious. My family went to the Bahamas and we took a family trip there and they had like one of the little shows that the hotel does. And I was just up on stage dancing with these women and who were there like doing their thing. I had no idea there were drag queens at the time. I found that out like two years later. Um, <laughs> but uh so i did the show and it was a hot mess um i got this like top that was like a black vest and had these red fishnet sleeves attached to it <laughs> had these white booty shorts that i had cut into a skirt <laughs> i for some reason had decided to use water balloon condoms as my breasts yes and, um, while i was dancing one of them popped <laughs> of course they did so there's like water everywhere and then <laughs> i was like well fuck this because you know I, I got one titty. I'm not going to do that. So I took the other one and popped it over my head. Um, <laughs> I picked up like this, R, I think it was like the RA director or something. And I started dancing with her and she slipped on the water, busted her ass, uh, which I found out later a lot of people loved because a lot of people hated her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I went backstage and my lesbian friend was helping me change. She was like, oh, penis. And I was like, yes, I'm a, I'm a man. I have a penis. And she's like, no, penis. And I didn't realize because I had tucked with like this, this, white thong or whatever Mm -hmm. and water plus white silk thong equals (laughs) see-through and i was doing like these back bends on the stage and everything and apparently like i had popped out at one point like it was it was a mess and apparently there's video evidence of this somewhere and i never found it to destroy it but if anybody is listening from umbc and you find that tape destroy it or i will come (laughs) after you um but i did the show for a couple years and then when i graduated they asked if i wanted to host the show and i said sure why not and um it was crazy because we did this whole intro number and I, I, we, me and a couple friends actually learned a single ladies dance. That was the opening number that we did. Yes. One of the, to this day, one of the hardest numbers I've ever learned how to do. Oh yeah. That, that dance is tough. Yeah. Definitely. Only, only Janet has exceeded it, but <laughs> um, I hosted a show and there was a queen in the crowd um, at the time went by the name of Coco B. Colby, mm-hmm. uh, who a lot of people will now know as Catherine Della Norte. And she said, um, I think you have some potential. I want to work with you. And I was like, okay, cool. 
And she took me to my first bar a few months later, which was PW's in Laurel, Maryland, RIP. And that was when I first started performing in the club. And I will never remember. I will never forget the first number we did. We did it together. We did a Whitney and Deborah Cox, uh, same script, different cast. Yes. And I was a whole ass man on that stage. Um, (laughs) I, I just, I was, we did like this bit where we were like, you know, pushing around chairs and like really going in on each other. And I like Mm. picked up that chair and threw it. Like I was Tom Brady. And (laughs) and it was, it was crazy. Um, But also at the show that night was a queen by the name of Onyx de Pearl and um coco had asked onyx if she she, coco was doing something and she asked onyx if she could kind of help work on my face a little bit and like kind of help with painting so onyx did that and then onyx and i just kind of talked during that time and onyx and i got really close um coco helped me get to dc uh, for the first time uh she took me to omega was my first dc bar r.i.p omega um (laughs) don't let me be your first person at your bar it's not a good look for you um but omega right omega was my first bar in dc and you know again onyx and i got really close during that time and you know, I started just meeting people. I met Christina Kelly for the first time there. I met Isis Devereaux for the first time at um, uh, um, Omega, uh, 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 Arcadia Alexander, RIP, Vicky Vox. I think I met for the first time there, um, RIP as well, who was like one of my big drag mentors. Um, and, you know, I met Regina Josette Adams at PWs because she did the shows there. Um so many people I started meeting early on, and then I got involved with the Academy of Washington, D.C. again. Gosh, I feel like I'm killing everybody today. Um, <laughs> but, the Academy. But, but that's just dragging in queer culture in general. Yeah, like, everything th- comes and goes. It really does. Like, it's just, a, which I, I, that's something I want to try. I mean, it's hard to end it, but try to create sustainable systems in the yeah. community. But that's a whole other discussion go on yeah but yeah like that that was my start i started doing that and um i actually was in dc for a good bit and a lot of people when i first started didn't know my drag name they knew who scott was they didn't know my drag because i was never really in drag that much because i wasn't very comfortable you know putting myself into drag i was still learning a lot um and it wasn't really until um when baltimore started doing new faces at the hippo say it with me kids R.I.P. Um, <laughs> that I really kind of started to try and come into my own. And uh, Misty Barfly, who is no longer in Baltimore, sad face. Um, me and her were at Onyx's place in Baltimore, where she was living at the time. And there was one night where Onyx, I'm sorry, um, Misty had really painted my face. Because Misty had been wanting to paint my face for a while. And that was the first time that I was like, oh, I can be pretty. Mm-hmm. And I will post that picture. Whenever this podcast comes out, I will post that picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like my face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from there, it was just a journey to try to keep working at it. New Faces was a great opportunity. Thank you to Josie Foster for creating that opportunity mm-hmm. um, to really hone in my skill. And I remember doing that whole competition that year. I just really started to let go and come into myself as a performer. And I remember my finale performance was really one of the first major times that I did an emotional release through a number mm-hmm. um, in, you know, the kind of that public club setting because I did um, base. Well, it started off with the waiting to exhale bit where she's like, get your shit, get your mm-hmm. shit, get out and went into all that. I love that um, one. Yeah. And I did that with my now current fiance, uh, Dan, who mm-hmm. allowed me to throw things at him. We almost did a bit where I like put my heel on his head and we nixed that. Um, but <laughs> he was willing to go all in. I'll give him credit from the early days. He was willing to go all in with it. Um, but uh, it was like right after a breakup. And I did. I went into Basement Jacks as good luck, and it just the the number as a whole didn't turn out 
it was a big dance number, which, you know, as a talent, you don't want to just do like a bar number, which is what it turned into. Yeah. If it had more to it, maybe it would have done better, but I didn't propose on stage. So I wasn't winning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was, that was a great moment. Um, actually, no, Jordan, Jordan Jameson won that year. Jordan Jameson won that year. It was the next year that Brooklyn won when she proposed on stage. Yeah, Come on, stunts and shenanigals. Right. Yes. <laughs> but that was it was a great moment. I'm not gonna lie. Like how you could, how can you how can you knock that? Um <laughs> but no, that was my start. It really started um at UNBC and then you know did PWs and Laurel kind of transitioned to DC. DC kind of bred me a little bit, giggity, and <laughs> then went to Baltimore, and then from then on it just kind of started blossoming. And it wasn't until I think I won my first pageant when I did that. Because I had competed for a few things, but because PWs became my home. PWs was my home for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I won my first pageant, which was Miss Gay Arlington, and um, that happened at Freddy's, uh, that was when I think things really kind of started taking off. It was a whirlwind from there. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, we just got a little Shonda history lesson. Yes, you did. There was a lot of things (laughs) in there that some people didn't know. But yes. And... and, um, I remember during New Faces, a lot of the current crop of entertainers that you see around the scene who have been in it for a while, like Ayana, uh, who did almost nothing but Nicki Minaj at the time, Ayana <laughs> Deschanel, um, and who has grown leaps and bounds. Um, Brooklyn, Jordan Jameson, um, <clears throat> uh, I'm forgetting so many names, but there were so many entertainers who really, you know, started making their mark at that time and you know credit to josie foster josie foster really created that opportunity because at that time it was really about the miss gay america system and Mm -hmm. that really ruled baltimore um but you know a lot of those queens who are and you know who i do still consider my elders Mm -hmm. um you know kind of moved on in different arenas and different things but those lessons that i learned from them i'm always going to hold it with me and that mentality will always hold with me. And we could go in all day about the drag scene, but I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to do that unless you want to, if that's on the timeline then we'll go there. <laughs> nah, I mean, we, we, throughout this podcast, we'll talk, we'll talk enough about I'm drag. sure things will come up. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. If you can hear my cat, y'all, I'm sorry. He's hey, being, Mango. He's being a little, he just wants attention. <laughs> Mango's a star, y'all. He is a star and he will let you know that. Mm, he's going to get arrested <laughs> for assault. I promise you. <laughs> so miss shonda where do you see your drag going in the future like post pandemic where do you see shonda going ending no um <laughs> uh so let me say this um because the pandemic i think has forced all of us to really stop and take assessment of things in some ways and um uh, for me i got really disillusioned with drag for a bit um i i drag has become has has fallen under the pc umbrella and while i do think that we should definitely be respectful of everyone um i think that it has kind of tainted drag to a certain extent um i think that us in the lgbt community have been unable to respect each other enough for drag to flourish in its very un-PC nature. Uh, I think it happened before because there was a certain level of respect, although I do think you know, in some regards, and I will give the example of the T-word here, you know, that was something that I think wasn't really addressed because 
there weren't a lot of people who there I'm not saying that there weren't people who didn't stand up, but I feel like there weren't enough people to create a voice big enough to stand up to say something about that and why that was problematic. Um, And there will be some people who will disagree with me in terms of saying that, you know, drag is very punk, drag is very underground. That should be something that should be said. You know, honestly, for me, I, I think that intent is something that gets lost a lot in PC culture. Um, and but, nuance. Right. And nu- nuance. Exactly. But I do think that, you know, respect should be first and paramount. Um, you know, consent during performances. Don't just, you know, grab somebody just because you're a drag queen, you know, or not during a performance. You know, that, that doesn't give you an excuse. Respect is paramount. Yep. So, you know, that being said, I do think that it's been a little tougher. And I do think that people have now kind of used PC stuff as a weapon to get bookings um i do think that people have forgotten that talent should be first and foremost and that's not to say that you know some individuals aren't talented but you know when it comes to putting on a show you you know depending on the show you want to put on the best that you can sometimes you know not every show can be amateur hour and there are period yes i agree there should be opportunities for newer queens. You know, the art form can't continue if we don't have people come up. But, you know, there are going to be certain shows where you have to have your top-notch talent. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's just the way that it works. You're not going to have, you know, Ariana Grande from when she was back on the TV show, what was Cat and whatever that show? Victorious, was that the show? Yeah, Victorious. Yeah, Yeah. Victorious. (laughs) Um, You're not going to have her, you know, be on this star-studded lineup of Grammy performers that are including, you know, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, and Madonna. You know, you're just, that's just not how that's going to work. Um, you know, if if she's up with a bullet, then sure, you know, maybe she'll mm-hmm. get that spot. But yeah. that's somebody who's up with a bullet. And, you know, for me, it's been very discouraging to see, you know, and, and I will specifically point out that uh drag queen i'm uh, sorry drag kings uh male performers non-binary entertainers they have a lot more work to do when it comes to competing with drag queens and getting those spots because drag queens are you know the mainstream that's the main focus that's what a lot of people come to see so you know for those other entertainers they really have to step their game up and it's unfortunate that that's the way that it is but mm-hmm. you know honestly drag queens have to step their game up too do they have a leg up absolutely don't get mm-hmm. me wrong there but you know i think that in that being the case there are certain situations where people say oh well you know we're not getting opportunities because of this that and the other and there are situations like that there are situations where people just will dismiss those other entertainers but there are a lot of situations where that does not happen um i think that the dmv area has been very open to the different types of entertainers i think they've been very open to it and i personally don't know of any promoters in the area who will just say no because they're a drag queen or no because they're non-binary or no because they're a male entertainer i think that you know the discussion needs to be around talent and that's when when i had my show at gay i kind of put it out there to a group of entertainers i said look if you ask me for a book, you can totally ask me for a booking. And yeah. the, the thing was, the owners wanted, you know, really kind of established good drag. And I said, mm-hmm. if I sell you that I can't, that I can't book you for whatever reason, I'll tell you what to improve. I'll tell you what to work on. I'll tell you why the reason is that I can't book you and I will work with you on it. And I actually mm-hmm. pushed. We almost did it right before GAY closed. But, you know, t- we almost had this amateur 
our and I kind of I hate I hate using the word amateur, but you know mm-hmm. we ha- we tried to create opportunities for newer entertainers. An open stage, I like that. An open stage, type right? Of thing. Right. I'm getting away from the original question, but I do remember it. Oh, um, you totally are, of- <laughs> you, girl. This has been a I journey. Off. I went off. You but went off on a whole other tangent, but continue. <laughs> in terms of where I want to go, you know, I I want to keep doing me. If I'm, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm going to continue, because I don't want, if it's not fun for me anymore, I, I will stop doing it. And for a while, yeah. it wasn't fun. And I did step away. Um, but I want to keep having fun. And I want it to be inclusive. But I want people to be talented. I want to drive people to be better. I felt myself getting a little lazy with my drag for a bit. You know, I, I have to step my game Same. up. Yeah. And that's to everybody. I think that if anybody is going to do this, you need to do yourself a favor. Look yourself in the mirror. Shut your friends out for a minute. and say. What's going on with me? I always tell girls, if you want to really see how you are as an entertainer, go somewhere you usually don't entertain. Go to a different city. Go to a different town. Um, if you can do that and still you know, do your thing or you get feedback, but you have to be open to that criticism. So I want to be inclusive. I want to open myself up to different styles of drag. Like I have a whole different aesthetic that I actually am very interested in going into soon because mm-hmm. – I want to mix stuff up myself and I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to give too many spoilers. But um, what I will say is that, you know, my drag has always matched my mood. Mm -hmm. My drag has always, you know, been an expression of my personality and what I'm feeling at that moment. And I want to go a bit darker than I have in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not to say, you know, it's a depression angle or whatever, but it's just sometimes the things that I'm feeling are a little bit darker and there's things that I want to express that are a little bit darker. You know, music doesn't speak, modern music doesn't speak to me as much. So I really Mm -hmm. want to do a lot of throwbacks when I come back. Um, And a lot of the things that I want to do with current music, a lot of things that make you feel. I'm, I'm committed to making people feel when they come to my show, I think a lot of people go out to escape their feelings. And I'm not necessarily I'm saying I want to make you feel, you know, em- you know, deep emotions. But even yeah. if I make you want to feel excitement or joy, I really want to make you feel that excitement or joy. Like that is how I can be a better entertainer is where I'm looking at going forward. That is my main primary focus. And I will say one more thing. I really don't have any more interest in pageants per se. Mm-hmm. Like that's not really my scene. But there is still one goal. Mm-hmm that existed and that was miss gay maryland Mm -hmm. and i will say that i will not rule that out as a possibility in the future and that's where i'll leave that (laughs) (laughs) that was a roller coaster of an answer it was Um, we we went places y'all we went a lot of places i hope you buckled up i hope you strapped in I said I wasn't going to go on a tangent with this. I was like, how do you want to all? But I we have seven it. hours. Okay, cool. No, I appreciate it. No, I, that's why I love doing this podcast because it, you get you, you get people's honest um, reactions, honest answers. And that's what as I honest want. as I want to be. <laughs> but yeah, I just, yeah, I appreciate that so much. No, I do. I do. I do like real. You know, I do like yeah. things that can be real. I think there is a lot of, there is a lot of fakeness out there. There is a lot of people, there are a lot of people who, you know, present one thing and are a totally different thing. And yeah, in, in general, like, it's not even drag. It's, I would say nightlife as true, true. a whole, night, nightlife as a whole event. Entertainment industry, period. Entertainment, events, um, nightlife. It's very, yeah, you got to kind of go into it. Not, I wouldn't say, I guess kind of a wall, but definitely just, I think the first thing is knowing yourself, <laughs> going to knowing yourself. Y'all stop coming into this thing if you're easily offended. Like y- yeah. you got to have a thick skin to do this. Like it, think people are going to say things. You have to be able to stand up for yourself. You can't run to mommy and daddy every single time something happens. If you can't stand up for yourself, don't do this. 
don't don't get into this. This is not a safe space. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, no, no, I, I, I totally agree. I, I think everybody should have the opportunity to come in and do this and and have a spot, but you still have to be able to stand up for yourself. That is yeah. one thing that I see a lot happen recently and it drives me nuts. Yeah, and, and I, I wouldn't say you can be easily offended, but it's all about how you react to it. I think that's Agreed. The, more, yep. the, the most important thing is how you react to a situation. Agreed. There, yeah, because they're like, I mean... I mean, I, girl, I, I'm 25. I've been through a lot of bullshit. So I am definitely desensitized to a lot of right. BS. Same. same. But, and for me, go ahead. Yeah, but th- there are like some things where I'm just like, why did so-and-so say this? Why do they do that? But I'm just like, Pariah, you can choose to, you know, curse them out. You can choose to do this. Or you can choose to fucking ignore it because you know that what you're, what you're going to say is not going to change them. So I have three sayings that I usually use. The first one is know your worth. Yeah. Um, the second one is get your own weight up, which means focus on you. Mm-hmm. And the third one is share love. And that mm-hmm. is obvious. But I, I, I mentioned those ones just to say, for me, now, I, obviously, I've been around this for a minute. I know who some of the fake people are. I know mm-hmm. who some of the fake personalities are. I know the people who are trying to get a leg up. I know the people who are trying to get the money no matter what. I know the people who are trying to steal shows. Is it anything for me to sit here and call them out? No, because I'm busy working on me. Yeah. You know, and, and only, I think, two times can I think of did something personally come to my doorstep. And honestly, I just, I kept moving. Mm-hmm. I kept moving, you know, until it actually affected me or something I had to say, and it never got to that point. I just kept it moving. I don't care what other people are doing. Now, if it's something that I think everybody could be affected by, and there was only really one situation that I saw something really go down like that. Oh, no, there's been a few. But then I might speak up and say something. But that's another big reason how I've just avoided drama and all the scene. I just focus on me <laughs> and do what I do. And on that, I think that that's a perfect way to cap this episode before we get into the last segment okay but yeah that's a perfect cap i love that folks and i agree with y'all focus on you focus on what you're doing right now not we're not going to talk about drag but just because you can do so many great things if you just give yourself the spotlight yeah but yeah just in general i think when she really focuses on you focus on what you're doing you'll be in this bubble bubble in there and like everything else won't matter because for me, I totally agree with that because once I really like focus on my drag and focus on what I want to do and my goals, everything else doesn't matter. Because it's like if you're being successful, whatever that means to you, mm-hmm. and you know nothing else. You know what is someone else when you're when you're doing well and um, you're you're fulfilling your goals. It doesn't matter what happens off stage if the spotlight is on you, girl. Hello. So for every episode. I love to end it with a little pop culture corner. I love everything, movies, music, um, gossip, all that jazz. So at this moment. So wait, hold up. Before you do this, this is the part, y'all, where I I pretend that I didn't know what any of this was beforehand. (laughs) Because I, because. Industry secret, y'all. We go over these things before it actually happens. But I forgot (laughs) to actually do this. So number one, I legitimately have forgotten what she's about to ask me. (laughs) And number two, I really don't know what my answers are because I remember looking at it, I was like, oh, God, I don't know. So this is going to be fun. (laughs) So at this very moment, what is your favorite favorite movie, TV show, and song? Okay, so my favorite movie right now is Jingle Jangle. And I... Okay, so I'm not a big, like, holiday movie person, Mm -hmm. but... I knew I wanted to see the movie because I was like, y'all, 
we black. So <laughs> I was like, we're going we gonna to sit down and watch this. And oh my gosh, I laughed. I cried. And I know that's so cliche when you're talking about movies and shit, but mm-hmm. so, so good. It was so amazing. Like literally we watched it um, at home New Year's Eve. I'm sorry, Christmas Eve. And then we went to... Uh, Dan and I went to my parents' house and I sat down and watched it with my mom again. I was like, this movie is so good. We got to watch it. So that's my movie. Um, you said TV show and song? Yes. Um, so song, I'm going to give two. Um, mind you, I think 2020 was actually a pretty good year for music. It was. Um, it was. I think that there were a lot of good things that came out. There's still a lot of things actually I haven't listened to. Honestly, I like Taylor Swift when she's more on the countryside. So I really got to give those couple albums a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, Pop Taylor. I don't terribly dislike Pop Taylor. It depends feel, on the song. Yeah, but it, it the stand, I can't, I can't like stand Taylor like that. But Country yeah. Taylor, I think she's an amazing songwriter. And, you know, I really want to listen to that. But that being said, I got to give two songs here that have, like are almost always on repeat, like all the time on my playlist. Um, Ariana Grande is 34 plus 35. I knew as soon as I saw that song title, I was like, this is going to be my shit. This is gonna, this is going to be it right here. Um, and then also, uh, Chloe and Holly, Chloe and Haley's Ungodly Hour. Like that song is just one of the most gorgeous things. Not just one of my favorite songs right now, but just of all time. That song is just gorgeous and just so well composed and just, they sound so amazing together. My God, they're so good. Um, and yeah, then, yeah, I agree. Cause yeah, for my Spotify, like 2020 unwrapped, that was like my most, one of my most played songs. That was my most played song. <laughs> that song, like that, that whole album is great. Um, but yeah, is. That, that song in general is, they're amazing. They're, I mean, of course they are because they're freaking signed to Beyonce. But I think I yeah. actually cried the first time I listened to that song. Like, oh, it was really? so good. Yeah. Um, and favorite TV show. So I don't watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, we just watched Big Mouth, which is a great show if you've never watched Big great. Mouth. Great. Um, Love it. Definitely watch that. I, if you don't watch it, if you're easily offended. Because, uh, well, actually, you know what the funny thing is? Anything that they do offend you with, they usually address in a, like, actual positive way exactly. like actually the, the most recent season there was actually a trans character and you see a lot of different elements of what goes into that and i was kind of surprised at how they handled it um because sometimes you'll watch you'll be like oh my god that is awful like how did they get away with this but you know if you keep with it you'll see some things um but as far as favorite tv show right now um what is your favorite tv show right now they're giving me time to think probably <laughs> i would say either big mouth or Drag Race, because I just watched it. Um, but but Big Mouth, I would say Big Mouth, because one, it's been four seasons. It gets better every season. It which does. Is, which, is really, which is very difficult for a show to do. It's very smart, because I, what I agree with you, it's like, it is, depending on who you are, it can be offensive, but it also, it's educational. Because it's like, right. uh, like, Family Guy is offensive, but they don't give a fuck about educating. Right. Um, <laughs> they just go yeah, in. They just go on everyone. But with yes. Big Mouth... It's definitely that like education, especially because I think they were in kind of some hot water like um, a year ago because their black character was voiced by a white person. Mm, that gets addressed too. Yeah, so it gets addressed. So the fourth season breaks the fourth wall so oh, much. Definitely. It's amazing. Oh, I love it, and I, and they've definitely given a bigger. I mean, she, I mean, my the hormone monstrous Maya Rudolph's character had a best had, thing on the show. Best thing, and I think in the fourth season they very they really. They knew that. So it's like they gave her as much um, leeway as possible. And I could definitely tell that she was writing a lot of her stuff. 
Maya Rudolph is so underrated as a talent. She's oh, so good. incredible, incredible. But um, uh, the TV show, yeah, I guess I'll go with Big Mouth. I like I said, I don't. I watch a lot more movies than I do TV shows. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what is not my like that, the Real Housewives, y'all. Please, I need all y'all to have a Real Housewives intervention, y'all. <laughs> y'all Housewives fans are the most. But I'm oh, not yeah. gonna be mad at you because whatever crazy. gets you through this pandemic live your best life like yeah I, I definitely i've been catching up on potomac i've actually like binge like a bunch of the seasons okay but for real though baltimore queen stand up ayana de chanel brooklyn heights and monique samuel's oh, yeah. video that's some good shit so stand up for that i will give i will give all the stand for that that'll probably be one of my favorite because it actually is a good song that song drag queens it is good by, it's by the Monique best drag, it's the best housewife song i've ever heard. oh yeah I, I i told a bunch of people that i was like this is definitely the best housewife song i mean that's not saying that much but <laughs> but i do love gone with the wind fabulous i perform. I know you do you've seen I me perform know. that yeah you I, actually made me like that song <laughs> thank you yeah i do a number to that but yeah um drag queen's probably my favorite song shout out to brooklyn and Yana for being in that video yes um i said my favorite tv show is ben riley knox dc so riley knox, yes, yes and then favorite movie i just watched last night Promising Young Woman, which we were supposed to watch, but yes, but it's finally it didn't make. I finally it. found it. Um, amazing, watch it if you can. It is so so good. Mm. Um, Carrie Mulligan, I was I, I love the Oscars. The best lead actress, best actress category is going to be so tight because mm. you have Carrie Mulligan, you have Viola Davis, I think Frances McDormand um, gives a really good performance. You have a couple others like that. That category is going to be stacked. Speaking of which, I haven't seen Ma Rainey's, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom yet, but once I great. see that, ask me a question again yes, <laughs> about a favorite great, movie. Yes, great movie as well. If y'all listen to this, listen to um, watch Promising Young Woman and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman give the best performances of their career. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Yes. But yes. Oh, also, speaking of that, going on tangent because I love movies. <laughs> um, I'm in the middle of The Five Bloods. It's a um, Spike Lee movie. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Really, really good. Mm. Um, Chadwick is in that is in that as well. Oh, cool. um, yeah. So I yeah. So if you're all listening again, Promising Young Woman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The Five Bloods. Yeah. Okay, and I got to throw one more thing in there because technically this is my favorite TV show. So for those of you who do not know, I am a huge professional wrestling fan. I have been like almost all my life. Um, And a lot of people who know wrestling, you know, know like the old school stuff or whatever, which is great because the old school stuff is fun. There is a new organization, new major organization called AEW, which is All Elite Wrestling. They have a show Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock, 8 to 10 on TNT, and they are doing phenomenal work i i have i am now set in front of my tv on wednesday nights eight to ten and there are actually a lot of lgbtq wrestling fans and it's amazing i love it there's actually a group of lgbtq um wrestling fans in various places there actually are various groups but if anybody's interested chandelier hit me up on facebook i will Mm -hmm. direct you to that group because it's a fun group uh they actually do group trips which you know they haven't done since pandemic but i went to my first wrestlemania because of that group so I love it. I, I love me some professional wrestling and AEW has been smashing it out of the park recently. So that's that, my favorite TV show. There you go. <laughs> so that segues to our last um, section. Where can people find you, Miss Chandelier? Okay, so you can find me. Um, I'm on Facebook again. 
Um, I'm back on Instagram again and both, and I'm on Twitter. I don't use Twitter as often, but I'm trying to fix that. All of them are Shondalier, S-H-A-U-N-D-A-L-E-E-R. That is N as in Nancy, by the way. Um, there is no R involved in that situation. It's not Chandra. It is Shonda, S-H-A-U-N-D-A-L-E-E-R, which I did not have to spell twice because it will probably be on your screen when you're listening <laughs> to this podcast. But um, yeah, Shondalier on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, I'm no longer on Christian Mingle. They finally banned me. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, there you go. Those Thank are- you for, I think my first guest to be branded like I am. The that same you're, thing. <laughs> yeah, your name. Yeah, you have the same name on every platform. I urge. And Finbo. And same. <laughs> I urge every entertainer have the same name on every platform. It makes yeah. life so much easier. So as Shonda, I am Pariah Sinclair on every single thing. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Venmo, Cash App, my website, PariahSinclair.com. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So thank you, Shonda, for coming on. Okay, one more thing before yes. we go, because we're probably going to have to do a part two. And I will say again, oh, we will. We're breaking the fourth wall a little bit. We talk about this before we come on, because we did not talk about mental health at all. And a lot of you who know me know that that's my big thing. So yeah. I just want to make one quick blurb about that before we go. Y'all. We are in the middle of a pandemic. If you were already going through things with your mental health, it has gotten no easier. Please, if I can give you one thing to leave with for right now, be easy on yourself. For every single accomplishment that you do, whether it's just getting out of bed, whether it's taking a shower that day, whether it's changing your underwear, whether it's eating, whether it's brushing your teeth, whether it's whatever it is, please take a moment. And just congratulate yourself for that, because this is hard right now for all of us. Some of us have found a way to thrive. A lot of us are suffering. Please be easy on yourselves, y'all. This is not easy, but we're all going to throw it together. We're all going to get through it together. Yes. And I'll save the rest for part two. (laughs) Perfect. I've already claimed it. I'll be back, (laughs) y'all. Perfect. On that note, thank y'all for listening. Goodbye. (laughs) 